just want to create a passive income stream, I think being an LP is a great way to create a passive income stream when you can just focus on what you do and just let professionals take care of the hassles of being a landlord as a manager. Let your money make money. Are you ready to change your life? Welcome to the Multifamily Investor Ladies Podcast, sponsored by Freedom Capital Investments. Your host, Linda Brooks, is a dynamic multifamily investor syndicator with a portfolio valued at over $20 million and growing. Join her on her journey as she shows you it's never too late to get started in multifamily real estate investing. And she'll show you how to do it successfully as a passive investor. And now, here is your host, Linda Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast. I'm Linda Brooks, your host, and I'm so glad you've tuned in today. I also want to thank and commend you for making the all-important decision to learn more about how to become an educated passive investor in the commercial real estate market. Well, this afternoon, we have a very special guest with us. It is Mr. Yosef Lee, and Yosef describes himself as a believer, a father, a lawyer, multifamily apartment syndicator, and investor. People connector, status quo hater, strategic planning, action taker, and entrepreneur wannabe. (laughs) I don't think he's a wannabe. I think he is indeed an entrepreneur. Joseph said he has a vision to achieve freedom of control of what he calls TPO, time, place, and occurrence. And he started his journey of investing in cash flowing multifamily apartment deals. And he used that as a tool to create passive income streams and to achieve generational wealth. Along this journey, his goal, he says he would love to make changes in the lives of others and empower them to become better versions of themselves and to live their lives on their own terms. I am so excited to have with us today, Mr. Joseph Lee. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Linda. I'm very excited to be here. And you just read it perfectly. Like, <laughs> it's great. I'm like, wow, this sounds so cool. <laughs> and yes, that is you. <laughs> I know it took a while for us to be able to nail this down. But let me tell you, I know that it is worth the wait. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know you're a busy man. Let's start off with just telling our listeners a little bit about who you are. Most importantly, how did you get into multifamily real estate investing? Sure. Briefly speaking, I'm a South Korean immigrant, lawyer in New York City, W-2, still I'm an associate of a firm, father of two kids. I just aspired to take back the control of my TPO. Like I said, it's time, place, and occurrence. Being a financially free through multifamily appointment investing. So that's basically like short version of who I am. I came to the U.S. a month shy of 18 years old. So when I came here, that came like a huge cultural excitement and also shock, a new lifestyle, language, and new people, new friends. So every day and my life has been all about proving myself to in this new country, to the people, just trying to get a better version of myself, right? Every day, as much as possible. Failed a lot, achieved some learned a lot and paid a price and just got up and moved on. That's been my life journey. So I became an attorney at one point. I went to law school. That's kind of step that typical Asian family, like parents, they want that, right? So I became an attorney thinking that I'm going to kill, becomes like a financially free. Long story short, 
2018, 2019, still hustling, trying to make the ends, right? And then uh, just trying to pay for the bills, et cetera. And I was a father and a husband of a family. So like, I got to think, like I came to a conclusion that, okay, I can't just sustain this way. Like I got to came up with some sort of passive income stream or multiple passive income streams so that uh, my kids, no matter what they want to do, so that I could support them. Studying different topics of investments. And that's when I stumbled upon the book, Robert Kiyosaki, Richard and Poet, that the desire of being a business owner or investor got even stronger. And the funny thing, I had the book for like decades, right? More than 10 years, never read it thoroughly. But this time, for some reason, I just read it cover to cover and it was a light bulb moment. And so I started looking into other investment vehicles, did a little bit of REITs and stocks, which really didn't thrill me that much. But then when I came to real estate, multifamily, it just made so much sense. And I instantly got hooked up with it. So throughout 2019, I started doing the self-education. I started listening to the podcast, Michael Blanks and Grant Cardone, and went to biggerpockets.com, just reading some posts for a couple of months through 2019. And I soon realized that I was just not really taking any actions. I was passively absorbing the information and just educating myself. So that's when I decided to take a next step by joining multifamily like mentorship groups. So early 2020, late February, I joined mentorship group. It was a Jake and Gino. And also soon I joined MIH Mastermind because I saw two different values from these two groups. And then pandemic happened. And then I was like, so turned off, like, come on. I was so excited to go out and meet real estate people. But like this pandemic shut down everything. It couldn't really stop me. So instead, what I did was creating like a virtual meetup. It was like my playground so that I could invite people and get connected. So which I did, one of my cohorts together, we opened virtual meetups. And that way I met a lot of people and was able to network with them. I had a goal of closing my first deal in 2020 when I joined the groups, and which happened at the end of 2020. In December 2020, I closed my first deal. That was 43-unit apartment. It's not syndication. It was JV deal in Kansas. And then thereafter, in March of 2021, I did my second deal. It was a syndication, 68-unit, in which to Kansas. So that was my two of my deals that as like main sponsor I joined. And then after that, I got into a couple more deals as a co-GP with 64, 36, 72, 130, 151 in 2021. And then we closed 2021 with that. It was like a roller coaster journey. Crazy. I met amazing people. Yeah, that's in a nutshell. That's my uh, real estate journey so far. And it's still continuing. <laughs> I like the so far. Nice touch. Congratulations on all your success making the choices you made, partnering with the people that you partnered with. Oftentimes people will get into real estate and they'll start off investing passively first. And then after they get a taste of the passive income and they learn more about syndications and JVs, they may decide that they want to get into deals in the JV or GP space. Tell us why you went straight into GV or JV, but you did not do any LP investing first. Okay. First off, I think the true passive income only comes from passive investing. So being a GP, whatever you're making, it's still active income. 
So had I only wanted to create passive income stream, I would have probably gone to LP path first. However, as much as I wanted passive income stream, I also wanted to control things, right? I wanted to create a business system. So that's why I went to active GP path first so that I could create, uh, so that I could be part of creating that business system. And at the same time, don't get me wrong, I also passively invested into the deals that I part of a GP group. So I'm doing both. But if you're a busy professional who just want to create a passive income stream, I think being an LP is a great way to create a passive income stream when you can just focus on what you do and just let professionals take care of the hassles of being a landlord as a manager, let your money make money. Another reason I jumped into active side was because I didn't have that much of capital myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to create that equity through sweat. Nice. There's nothing like coming up with alternative ways to be effective to accomplish your goal. So it sounds to me like you knew what you wanted to accomplish in this real estate business before you started. And so you went directly onto the active side of investing. I do know that when some people are still figuring it out, they may start off in the more passive side, but move to the active side. What are some of your biggest challenges that you've had on the active side as Mm -hmm. it pertains to, and you could just give one, Mm -hmm. as it pertains to managing the passive side of the deal? and communicating with your investor, what would you say was the biggest challenge? Biggest challenges? When I started, since I didn't have traditional real estate background, until I did my first deal, it took about 10 months. So I started early 2020 and my first deal was December 2020. I didn't have credibility to appeal to passive investors. I think that was the moment, the hardest moment, because I had to bear that. Like I have to just keep pushing myself So that was my biggest hurdle at the time, not having any credibility, but I don't know, like sort of forcing myself to call myself a multifamily investor (laughs) when I didn't have any deal. That was one thing, I think. And then another thing was just seeing people closing deals left and right and just questioning myself, like, when is it going to happen to me? Mm -hmm. Just keep pushing, pushing. Yes. And I took the advice from a couple of my mentors, like falling in love with the process was always had to go back. Okay, it will happen. Let's just enjoy the process. This is the process. Push yourself and keep going. Keep going. Do what you got to do. Right. But it was not easy because no one told me it's going to happen 10 months later. If God had told me, oh, it wouldn't happen 10 months later, it would be a lot easier to just bear the moment. Right. But it's not like that. (laughs) So. Yes. Wow. And now you have how many doors? Well, just the door numbers were a little north of 500, which I think doesn't mean much. I know both arguments. Well, door numbers, how much percentage you own. Some people just question that. So I do understand. But at the same time, I also know that door numbers are great metric for your goal setting because it's quantifiable. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little north of 500. But as you know, I don't own all of them. <laughs> That's okay. You own some of it, right? Yes. And owning yes. some of 500 is better than owning a hundred percent of nothing. 
<laughs> so that is, again, congratulations on all your success. For people that are looking to learn more about multifamily real estate investing, I'm going to ask this question twofold. I'm going to ask it from your perspective first as the LP and mm -hmm. then as GP. So for folks that are looking to take control of their TPO, to use mm -hmm. your acronym, but they're more interested in investing on the passive side, what advice would you have for them? Okay. Same. They got to educate themselves first, right? They got to know what they're going into. They need to know how to read operating offering memorandum from GP group. They should be able to read it. They should be able to find out, okay, if I put my 50000 if I put my $100,000, how much return on investment am I going to get, right? I mean, some basic terms and some basic structure you got to educate yourself with. And then secondly, even if you're passive investors, you should still network with lots of many different, not only passive investors, but with active investors as well. Because that way, you learn about their mindset, you learn about which operator is better in what market. It's also partnership. Just because you're a passive investor doesn't mean that you're nothing, right? You are actually partnering up and you're actually offering the opportunity to the general partners to be able to utilize and leverage off of your fund. So it's a serious involvement. If the operators are good operators and decent ones, they will respect that as well. So network a lot and get connected with them and get to know them. I love that answer. I love that you pointed out that a good operator will respect the significance and the importance of their passive investor. I can't emphasize that enough and I couldn't agree with you more. So thank you for that. Same question, but from the active or the general partner side, what advice would you put out there for our listeners? Okay. I call it ENA, right? So education, networking, and action. If you want to become an active investor, now you got to do a lot more work because you are responsible for the limited partners funds and it's higher responsibility. So educate even more than just like basic terms or things like you got to really know inside out of syndication or multifamily apartment and joint venture deals, the structures, the terms, and you got to network like crazy. You got to network with brokers and lenders and get to know how to pick like the best terms of the loans and how to pick the best markets, how to get teamed up with people. It's all about through networking you got to be able to form a team. And I want to talk about a little more on forming a team. To be able mm -hmm. to form a team, it's not just meeting somebody that you guys click together and just partner up that way. You got to first be able to see if you guys are complementing each other in terms of skill set, in terms of value proposition, right? For that, what do you need to do? You need to know who you are. You need to sit down and reflect yourself and think about what kind of value I can bring to the table so that you can be partner up with somebody who sees your skill set as value to them as well, because you don't want to Linda in the same team. So you're going to know yourself. You're going to be able to find out potential partner that complements your skill set so that as a team, that's how you maximize your efficiency, finding the deal, somebody who can underwrite the deal, who can source the deal, who can raise capital who has already done a deal, so who can add credibility, who can uh, add experience, 
who can add net worth as a KP, right? So you need all these team members. Doesn't have to be seven, eight, ten partners, but usually two, three, four people can take up to role or two, but well balanced in a team. So and through network, you got to be able to find them. Lastly, action. Like I said in the beginning, I thought I was taking actions by studying, by educating myself, talking to some people, but it was not really taking an action. And I'll tell you why, because To me, action, that's just my personal opinion. To me, the action is executing upon some clear uh, plan. So unless your action, like your decision does not produce some result that lets you move on to the next set of plan, I think you're not taking a a proper action. You got to create like a clear plan that's executable and you execute upon it physically and also mentally and move on to the next and the next. And this collective, collectively, these small steps will push you and create momentum for you so that you could kind of go forward. It will push you forward. Hopefully that makes sense. I don't know. I'm probably making it more complicated than it should be. It makes perfect sense. Education, networking, action, ENA. So you've given us two different acronyms, TPO, which is time, purpose, and occurrence. Place, place. Time, place, and occurrence. And ENA, education, networking, and action. You mentioned Rich Dad, Poor Dad. What would you say is your favorite book now that you've been in the business for a while? What's your favorite book? I still pick Rich Dad, Poor Dad as the most important book for myself because it just changed my mindset upside down. It's not a book that teaches you how to become rich. It's more of a mindset book. In the end, I mean, that will lead you to become wealthy. It's so easy to understand. The concepts are so straightforward. Yet a lot of people, I think they forget. And then when they read a book, they will just like recapture the concept. Like, yeah, this is so true. And then, so to me, it's it's like Bible. Like for me, Bible is like the most important book, but it's not comparable to Bible, of course, but it's still in (laughs) finance to me. It's like Bible for finance. Right. Gotcha. I've heard it called the Purple Bible. Purple Bible. Yes, I heard heard it called the Purple Bible. Yes, I have. Well, Joseph, I can't thank you enough. I keep calling you Joseph. So one, forgive me for mispronouncing your name repeatedly. Joseph, I have a good friend named Joseph and we speak all the time. And because of that, (laughs) from the Bible. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yosef, I want to thank you for sharing your experience, your insight, your acronyms, and your book recommendations for our listeners. And for the time that you spent with us today, I know you worked a full day today. And so being able to carve out this time just to share your knowledge and impart with the listeners is so greatly appreciated. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for our listeners... Take heed to what we've discussed, what we've heard this evening. You want to manage your or take control of your TPO, time, place, and occurrence. And then you want to ENA, educate, network, and take action. Thank you so much, Joseph. And how can our listeners get in touch with you? I'm very active on social media. I try to be active on all different platforms as well. You can type Yosef, your brosef, Y-O-S-E-F, Y-O-U-R. B-R-O-S-E-F and anywhere like Facebook, LinkedIn, Insta, and TikTok, you'll find me 
follow me and send me a message. And I'll definitely like to connect and reach out to me. I'm very approachable. I love to be connected and get on a Zoom call to network. And my website is yosefyourbrosef.com or yosefhlee.com or thebrosef.com. It all lead to a same website. So <laughs> to me. I love it. Yosef, your brosef. I love it. Thank you so much again for joining us on this evening, Yosef. We really, really appreciate your time, your knowledge and your insight. And for our listeners, be the first person to reach out to me or contact me on our website, multifamilyinvestorladies.com. And I will send you a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is the Purple Bible and Yosef's favorite book to get your real estate journey and your mindset shift started. Remember, it's never too late to get started in multifamily real estate investing with the Multifamily Investor Ladies. Have a great evening and we'll see you next time. For more information about today's episode, learn more about passive multifamily real estate investing or to reach Linda directly, visit us on the web at multifamilyinvestorladies.com. Thanks a mill for joining the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast, sponsored by Freedom Capital Investments. Your host, Linda Brooks, reminds you it's never too late to get started on your multifamily real estate investment journey, and she'll show you how to do it successfully as a passive investor. We'll see you next time.